0: Hey, you're listening to the Love Fiercely podcast. My name is Keila Craft Ambrose. This is a place to grow, be inspired, and to go deeper in the things of God. I hope you enjoy this episode. Before I get started, I wanted to kind of just share a quick story about myself because I think it's important to have some dirt on somebody when you don't know them because then you can kind of really hear from them, you know? So. I was at a concert a couple weeks ago, and some of you guys might not even believe this, but I'm not young, I'm not old, but I'm not young. And I was at this concert, and I was standing next to this girl, and she turned to me. It was really loud, and she says, what I think is, no lie, hit the wall. And I was like, what? Got it. And then she just smiled at me and like was confused, and she was like, the whoa." And I said, the what? And then she just started going like this. And I was like, what is happening? And I later found out that that is a dance move. Um, I don't know if anyone else knew that, that's an adult. I didn't. I, did, I don't, Whoa! Well, back in the day, we just say, just, throw it up and that would happen. It wasn't, okay, it was like old school. But I wanted to tell you that because I think that we all know Different things in life. We all have different experiences in life, and all of you are coming here from different perspectives. You might not know all the phrases that are in or that are cool, but I know that you have your own life experience. And so tonight, I want you to know that I want to hear from you. I like to talk back and forth to my audience, and so I don't want you to sit there and just listen and not participate. I want you to talk back to me. So if you like something, you can say, That's good. And guess what? We're going to have a phrase that we say tonight. The title of my message is called Stop It. Oh, stop it. So, if you think something's good, you can say, Stop it. Someone's doing something next to you they shouldn't be doing. You can just yell out, Stop it, because it goes with the message. So, some of you guys may or may not have heard of Mad TV before, but whenever I was growing up, it was like a fun, Like show that you would watch and they would have these different skits, kind of like SNL, where they would make fun of stuff. And there was this therapist on SNL. I don't know if you've ever seen a therapist. I have. It's cool. It's good. It's healthy. Um, But there's this therapist and people walk into his office and they tell him all their problems. They're asking for help. And he sits there and he listens to them. And I'm going to give you an example. So for instance, this one lady, she goes, You know, I'm just really, really scared of tight spaces. I get really nervous. I'm scared of of being buried alive. And she just keeps going. All of a sudden, he interrupts her, and he goes, stop it. She kind of stops and sits back. That's not what she was expecting. And he goes, let me tell you something. You can tell me what's wrong with you, but we're not going to keep going if you can stop it. And I'm going to connect this in a second. But what was interesting is every single time he would say something to her like that, she would start to go, but wait, you don't understand. I grew up and, and I was I, when I was a child, this became an issue. And he'd be like, we don't go there. We don't go there. We don't, we don't talk about excuses. Stop it. And over and over again in her life, it was like a funny thing. But I remember that because I think a lot of times in our life, there's things happening. There's things we go through. There's real things in our life that are very real, that we deal with. But a lot of times we don't realize you have the power to stop it. And you don't have to take it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. So I'm going I'm to kind of go through a scenario here with you. And we're going to go through a couple different ones. And some of you guys might have had these thoughts before. So imagine that we're sitting down with God. I'm imagining I'm on a cloud. Maybe you're on a unicorn. I don't know. Whatever you feel like talking to God on, like, just imagine you're talking to him. okay? And you sit down and he says, tell me about your problems. You answer something like this, God, sometimes I don't feel very loved. I don't think I'm ever going to really be accepted for who I am. God then asks, well, do you want to go through life always looking for, for others for approval or for love? You probably say something like, well, no. God goes, then stop it. We argue, but you don't understand. So many things have happened in my life. There's so many people that have rejected me. I don't get invited to things. And he goes, we don't go there. All of a sudden, we start going, what is happening? I thought you told me to tell you about my problems. I'm going to give you some advice from God's word about that topic. You know, in 1 John 3, 1, it says, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called his children, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is because they do not know him. In 1 John 4:16, it says, and so we know and rely on the love of God. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. You know, when we're thinking we're not loved, when we're going through those scenarios in our life, we need to know that these thoughts are not from God. God's love is unconditional. He is love. And you know, until you learn to really receive that love from him, you're never going to be able to receive it from anybody else. So moving on, let's go back to talking to God. I'm going to sit on a dinosaur this time because I like dinosaurs. So I'm sitting on a T-Rex right now. I'm like, God, he's like, tell me about your problems. I'm like, well, I don't really think I have like a lot of friends. I don't know if people really like me. God might ask you, do you think looking for others' approval will help you? Why do you think you want their approval so much? You might say something like, I don't know. God says, do you want to go through your life controlled by the opinions and views of others? You're like, No what do you think he says? Stop it. it. (laughs) And I say something like, but God, I want to be important and I want to be special. See, here's the funny thing about us as humans. We all say things like, I don't care what people think. Has anyone ever said that before? I say that. I'm like, I don't care what people think, but we really do. You're like, "I I don't care how many followers I have. I just post what I want. And then you go buy some for $5. If you don't care about what people think, let me just give you a scenario. Have you ever taken a group picture? Yeah? An ussy? <laughs> I think old people call it that. Um, but I just call it a selfie. But so you take a group picture, who do you look at first? Yourself, you're not looking at anybody else, you're looking at yourself. You look at yourself, and if you look good, it's a good picture. If you don't look good, you quickly delete it out of your friend's phone. And if they post it, you're like, how dare you? And you untag yourself or you hide it from your profile so people don't see it. You care about what people think. In Galatians 1.10, it says, For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ." These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. And it goes on to say, seek the kingdom. You know, in John 12, it talks about how like the Pharisees, which these were like the religious people, okay? These were the religious people back in Jesus' day. Jesus sometimes had a problem with them because they were more about laws than they were about loving people or helping people. And it says in the scripture that the Pharisees were so concerned about getting glory from men and getting attention from man than they were even getting attention or glory from God. So they weren't really focused on what mattered. They were focused on what everyone else thought was cool. They were focused on looking cool. And I want to tell you, before we even get down into the depths of this, God loves you right where you are. He loves you exactly with what you look like. And I have some news from you. He created exactly what you look like. I had this revelation whenever I was in college that Like, I didn't really like the way I looked. To be completely honest, at one point, I don't know if you've ever done this, I think maybe more girls than guys, because guys are just like, whatever I look like, I look like, I'm fine. Everyone else, whatever, you know. But like, for a girl, it's a little different, I think. I looked in a mirror at one point, and I felt like I literally looked like Shrek. I guess Fiona, because she's the girl, right? But like, stop it. Yeah, exactly. And so I had this revelation. I was looking in the mirror, and I was like, I just don't like that. And in my head, I felt like God was speaking to me. It wasn't audible, like an audible voice. It was like in my own thoughts, but it wasn't my thoughts. I heard God say to me something like this. So you think my work wasn't good enough? And I was like, oh, shoot. No, God. I never thought of it that way. Did you know that God created you in this time that he's created you? He created you to talk the way that you talk, to look the way you look for a very specific reason. So sometimes we doubt having certain friends, we doubt being invited to a party or having followers, which I'll just tell you, I'd rather have like one friend than thousands of followers. Followers are not real friends. They're fake friends. Guess what? You post something they don't like, they unfollow you. They're not real friends. A lot of people's followers aren't real, just so you know. Spam followers, I don't want spam friends, okay? So, I want you to know that God loves you. He created you exactly how you are. And guess, guess what? This is the craziest thing. He loves you before you ever love him back, before you ever receive his love, before you ever take in his love. He loves you exactly where you're at. God wants you to know that tonight. He wants you to know that he sees you and he cares about you. And, you know, the crazy thing is that, ah, uh, I don't know if you guys can feel me on this, but like I have a lot of excuses sometimes. Do you ever have excuses? But I also have like real issues. Like I have things I've gone through. Is anyone else in here a middle kid? I'm a middle kid. We're the best. Um, but we also sometimes struggle. We're the special ones, you know? Do our own thing, have our own flow. And sometimes, no matter where you find yourself, you might be an only child, that's hard, okay? But. No matter where you find yourself, you're going to face issues. You're going to face things. You're going to have excuses that you can bring up. And sometimes, like, I don't know about you, I don't like being corrected. Do you guys like it? Oh, no, I don't. Even if someone, like, stop it. Even when someone, like, gives me a suggestion and it's not really correction, I kind of, like, I'm like, who are you? Even when I ask for it, I'm like, so what do you think? Like I ask my husband, I'm like, what do you think about this shirt? He's like, mm. I'm like, what? Like I'm asking, but I don't. Like I'm like, which one should I wear? He's like, that one. I'm like, I'm choosing the other one. Like it's this weird thing about our human nature. We don't like people to tell us what to do. So imagine, it kind of scares you maybe to have a conversation with God if he's going to go, stop it, right? But what I want you to know is the reason why tonight we're focusing on stop it Is because if you don't stop certain things, you'll never be able to start certain things that God has for you. You're going to hold back his power. You're going to hold back his purpose in your life. Because you're not open to where he's trying to take you. You're stuck in your issue. You're stuck in your excuse. You're stuck in your reason why you can't or why you're not enough. Cool thing is you don't have to be enough because God is. Cool thing is you don't have to be perfect because God is. (laughs) He doesn't expect that from you. He doesn't expect that from you. Your parents might want you to be perfect. I don't know because I don't know them. God doesn't expect you to be perfect. And so I have this thing that one of my friends says. Uh, I actually run our internship college at our church. And she went through our internship college. And she used to say this thing. The only excuse is the excuse. Think about that. The only excuse is the excuse. Remove the excuse and you're either going to take action or not. You're either going to do what you can or not. You're either going to trust God or not. You're either going to receive his love or not. Stop it. So God wants your attention right now. Some of you guys are focused on what's going to happen after tonight. You're thinking about going back home or focused on what's going to happen next week or maybe when you start school or maybe when you're going to see that person next. You're focused on it and God wants you to focus in right now because if you don't get this, you're going to walk out of here and you're not going to be free. You know, in Matthew 6, 27, it says, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? I'll let you answer that. Does worrying help you? I didn't hear you guys in the back. What? It's good. Did you know, this is so interesting to me. A lot of times we we don't put these things together, but worrying leads to stress. Stress can lead to death. That's crazy. You can worry yourself to death. That's a real thing. Do you know studies show that stress leads to anxiety and depression? It can make you believe that your life's not worth it. It can make you believe that you don't matter. It can make you believe that this darkness is too much. It can make you believe that that thing that happened to you or how you grew up, it's going to hold you back forever. No one's ever going to love you. No one's ever going to accept you. No one's ever going to invite you. You're never going to be first pick. Stress can make you believe that. If you're worried about it, if you're focused on it, that's what's going to rule you. So let's go to another scenario really quick. Talking to God again. I'm going to sit on a bubble of glitter because I like glitter. (laughs) Dinosaurs to glitter. So we're talking to God. We say something like, God, sometimes I get so angry. I can't even. God asks us, Well, do you want to go through life being controlled by your feelings? I would say something like, heck no. What is he going to say? Then stop it. We say, but God, I have every right to be angry. You don't know what they did. You don't know what happened. And God says, we don't go there. Guess what? Focusing on the excuse will never give you your answer. Focusing on the reason why will never give you the answer. Did you know that you have the answer to every single one of your problems? You have it, but you don't use it. I don't use it at times. And it's so frustrating because guess what? We can get stuck in this worry. We can get stuck in this anger. We can get stuck in unforgiveness. We can get stuck and focus on the wrong things. And God's sitting there going, stop it so I can help you. Stop it so I can bless you. Stop it so I can use you. Do you know you don't have to be 20 25, 30, 40, for God to use you? The devil is in trouble with your generation. He is in trouble, and I'm just telling you that. The passion, the information that you can get, the ability for you to hear God. You know, the Bible, it says, don't, have anyone, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. Why? Because God wants to use you at the point that you're ready to be used. If you're ready to stop, so that he can go, you're gonna see crazy things happen in your life. Incredible things that you could've never dreamed up because guess what, if you can dream it up, it's not from God. God's ways are higher, his thoughts are higher. So he's not gonna take you somewhere that you can already figure out. You might have a dream and desire. Try to get there without God, it won't last too long. You know, we're by nature selfish. I don't know about you, but like, if I have a candy bar, It's mine. I am very, I'm very blessed because my husband's allergic to dairy. So like milk, butter, cheese, can't have it. I get to eat it all. (laughs) Like one time I was like, hey, you want to taste this? Oh, never mind. You can't. You'll die. (laughs) He's not going to die, but he would if he ate my food. So we don't give him those things. But naturally we're selfish. Like who ate the last piece of this? Who took my shirt? (laughs) We're selfish. We want things our way. I want things my way. And you know, in Philippians 2, 3, it says, don't be selfish. That's pretty clear. (laughs) Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Oh, those are connected. Be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourself. You know, I heard this message recently and it said, the greatest people are the people who defer. They're the people who don't want the credit. They're the people that give God the credit. They're the people that lay down. Oh, it's not my goodness. It's not my greatness. God gave. Guess what? Okay. Everyone do this with me. Go. (gasps) You didn't have to pay $1 for that. That is a gift from God. What are you doing with it? Every day you wake up, your heart beats, your brain works sometimes, thank God. You're not thinking about like breathing. You're just like, I mean, you think about breathing when you're hyperventilating, but most of the time you're not even thinking about breathing, right? And God just gives that to you. But somehow we're like, this is my life. This is my Instagram. This is my Snapchat. This is my room. This is my school. These are my friends. Really? Are they? As long as you think like that, God can't really give you better because you're accepting what's yours. You don't want anything bigger. You don't want anything like higher. You're, you're cool with settling with what's yours. So we must deal with our issues daily. I must deal with my issues daily. Um, I don't know if anyone else has this, but like, I kind of have sensory issues. That means like noises bother me. Anybody else? Like I grew up, my brother, and my sister literally chew like this. And I'm like, what? how do you make that noise? Like how? <laughs> yes. Okay. So the other day in church this last weekend, this beautiful lady behind me was chewing gum. Like it was her last call from God. And I turned to my husband, I said, I can't, I can't. I like literally had to turn my body to the side in the chair because it's like a real issue for me. But guess what? If I, if I, in my life, let that be something that keeps me from hearing the word that's being spoken, the enemy can use that in my life to stop something that God has for me. So I have to tell myself, it's a real issue, okay? I have to tell myself, stop it. Focus. What matters right now? What matters most? What matters most is not the lady chewing the gum. Even though it's kind of overriding every one of the things I'm trying to focus on right now. What matters most is what God's trying to do in the moment. So many of you guys are focused on likes. You're focused on people seeing you and noticing you. And you're sitting there even while I'm saying that going, I'm not. Really? I dare you. Delete your profile. Delete every app in your phone. See how you go. Most of you guys don't even have social connection outside of technology. Try talking to somebody. Hi. Interaction is good. Hey. We have to deal with our issues. Guess what? You don't know it's an issue till it's an issue. Like, test. Here's a test. <clears throat> Alarm goes off or it doesn't because you wake up whatever time you want, right? Because it's summer. What do you first thing do? Just get real. What's the first thing that you do when you open your phone? Instagram. Okay, YouTube, some of you. Netflix, okay. How about, how about uh, anybody ever Bible? Worship music? I I hate to say this, but that's not our first go-to most of the time. And you don't realize it's an issue until it's controlling you. Most of you guys are literally being controlled and you don't even know it. You think you're free. You think you're free. And the enemy's going, I love that. And you're like, this is my life. I don't like to hear that. Like, that makes me want to yell back, you stop it. Like, if God was like, stop it, I'd be like, you stop it. <laughs> like, does anyone else ever feel that way? If I was like, hey, don't wear that color, you'd be like, you don't wear that color. <laughs> I, like, we want to retaliate when someone points out something in us. You know, in Proverbs eighteen twenty one, it says the tongue can bring death or life. A lot of us don't realize that also um, happens here through texting, through commenting. It's super easy to not know what you're doing and be speaking death into someone or something. And what you say starts with what you believe. It happens here first. Then if you believe it and think about it long enough, it goes here and eventually here. So... Let's just think about, are we dealing with anger? Are we dealing with temptation? Are we dealing with fear? Do we even have sickness in our body? You know, for me, a couple years ago, doctors told me that I have uh, two autoimmune diseases. I say I've been healed in Jesus' name. But they tell me that I have two autoimmune diseases out of nowhere. And it started off because someone said to me, I I took a blood test and someone told me, hey, it's called like ANA levels or something. I'm not a medical person, so I don't know. And they said it's supposed to be like 70 and it was like 700. So they were like sitting me down. I've never had this moment before, but like someone sat me down. They looked at me and they're like, hey, you need to know this. You probably have a terminal disease. They're like, we're gonna send you to this doctor. They're gonna narrow it down. It's probably something though that it's gonna kill you. And I was just like, no and then they're like yes uh, so we're gonna send you this doctor so I go to this doctor it's like I get right into the doctor like this that, that week I sit down with the doctor she's like I, I'm the person that has to sit down and tell you the truth I'm gonna tell you the truth and I need you to not reject what I'm saying because it's really important that you accept it and she goes the, these are the possibilities of what you might have and I literally just went no thank you I don't know what happened. Like I I was super scared inside. Like I was super scared inside, but I out of my mouth just went, "No, thank you." And she goes, "Okay. Uh we're going to send you down to the blood bank and we'll narrow it down." I was like, "I don't have anything, but whatever you want." I'm like, "Okay, we'll go down there." So I go down to this blood bank and I'm sitting there with my mom. My mom's with me and it's not like a nice blood bank, it's in like a big hospital. So there's like just stalls of like so many people that look really sick. And I'm like not feeling sick, really, you know? And I'm like sitting down and this this like lady from Africa, like legit from a tribe that I've never heard of, comes and she's about to take my blood and she's really nice and I'm like not feeling it because I'm like internally scared, but like, (laughs) like, it's fine. And she starts talking, my mom, my mom's a really sweet Southern lady born in Texas. She's like, you love Jesus, don't you? I'm like, what in the world? We're getting my blood taken, mother. She's like, you love Jesus. She's like, oh, I love him so much. And I'm like, what in the world, guys? And then she starts like singing. This is like in a big room with people. She starts singing to me in a different language, and I'm sitting there going, this is embarrassing. What is happening? And she says to me, she goes, I, I've never really sang out loud before, but do you want to know what I'm saying? I was like, well, sure, I'd love to know what you're saying. Cause right now I just, I'm feeling like I just want to turn my face into the wall. Cause I don't know what's happening. I'm scared. You're singing. My mom's talking to you. I don't know. These people are hearing this. And she goes, I'm singing a song that we sing in my, in my village. And it, it basically says like, God has control. He's going to take care of you and he loves you. And I like got like really emotional. And I was like, oh, okay, thank you. And I left and I didn't say anything to my mom, like trying to be really strong. And some of you guys do that. Your parents got a divorce. You're trying to act strong. You're being bullied at school. You're trying to act strong. You're dealing with depression or anxiety or you don't want to live anymore and you're trying to be strong. Maybe you've even been abused before and you're trying to be strong. And guess what happened in my life? I got a call that next week And they left out on my voicemail, which I don't think you should really do if it's serious. So I was assuming it wasn't as serious, but they left a voicemail and they said, hey, we just want to let you know, we must've gotten your vials mixed up. Your blood's perfect. And guess what? Guess what I believe. Here's what I believe. I don't know what happened in the spiritual realm. I have no idea. But what I believe is that God sent somebody to literally sing over me and guess what I believe tonight? I believe tonight that God sent me to tell you that there's things in your life that you've allowed or you don't even realize you're allowing. And God wants you to hear tonight. Stop it. Not in a way of saying, stop it. You're, you're in timeout or you're going to be put in detention, or or, hey, this is too bad. You're too bad. No, he's saying to you tonight, stop it. Don't you know who you are? Don't you know the power that's inside of you? Don't you know what I have for you? Who cares what that person said? Who cares what your parents are doing? Who cares what that person did to you? Not that it doesn't matter, but it does not dictate your future. It does not have a say in what God's going to do in your life in the future. So the only person that's letting it be a boundary at this point is you. Stop it. And guess what? All the excuses that are going through your mind, well, you don't know me. You don't know my situation. We don't go there. Not because God doesn't care. Not because I don't care. Not because someone doesn't need to hear those things. But because they're not going to get you to the point you need to be at. What you need to hear tonight is you are more than a conqueror, you have every single thing you need to win. I just, I mean, I want to ask you tonight, do you want to win? I want to win. Do you want to stay and struggle? Do you want to still have that issue? Wouldn't you love to leave tonight and stop being insecure? Wouldn't you love to leave tonight and stop being fearful? Wouldn't you love to leave tonight and not not care about what people think, but know who you are and whose you are? And no matter how other people see you, it doesn't dictate who you are. I wanna walk out of here stronger. I wanna walk out of here winning. And you know, really the things that we say create our world. You know, God created the world with words and we do the same thing with our life. We're creating our world every single day. So if you say, it's weird that we do this, but we say things like, I'm so depressed. Like, what? You literally just said that over yourself. You literally just opened up a door. Oh, I could just die. What? You literally just said that over yourself. It might be lighthearted, but guess what the enemy just did? He went, you just gave me a door. I can mess with you with that. We have to watch what comes out of our mouth. You know, my uncle, he says this all the time. It's not that big of a deal, but he says, I always get my food last. I've never seen him get his food first. I, I know somebody and they say, um, I always catch this red light. I don't. I'm not going to say that over my life. I don't have any friends. Oh, well, you're not going to get me saying that. Nobody loves me. Well, you're loved by God who is love, if that's not enough, no one else's approval will ever be enough. You have to decide what's worth your time, what's worth your emotions, what's worth your focus. Let me tell you something. The word insignificant literally means too small or unimportant to be worth consideration. Some of you guys are hanging out on the insignificant side of life, and it's ruling you. You need to stop it. Significant means sufficient or great or important or worthy of attention. Is that like girl that's messing with you that tells you your hair is weird worth your attention? I want to tell you something because I'm old enough to look back and see this. Most of the people that were cool in my school peaked in high school. That means their best years were in like ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade. Like I am a testament to this, I have a life, I wanna give you some advice. There is life outside of middle school and high school. And thank God. Like sometimes people think that their life is over because they have this teacher or because they have this friend group or these people don't like them or no one wants to sit with you at lunch. Guess what? Those people that are important might not be as important after they graduate. Like, I was showing my husband the other day, I was like, yeah, this is the hottest girl in our school, this is the hottest guy, I'm like, they didn't uh, keep getting hotter after school. <laughs> but they're do- they did it then, he was homecoming queen, she was homecoming queen, king, now they're uh, working at a restaurant, nothing wrong with that. But they were really popular and really important in high school, now they're giving me my food. Like, I love the service industry, I'm not trying to knock it, I'm just saying. There's more for you outside of what you're in right now. And if you want to peak in high school, you go for it. But there might not be anything outside of that. God has an awesome way of using people that nobody else sees as valuable. He has an awesome way of pointing out people that nobody else would point out. He has an awesome way of lifting up people that other people never thought they would be important. I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people that I face bullying. I face people being mean to me. Every single guy that I ever liked cheated on me, including my first husband. I chose better this time. But, hey, but let me tell you something. If you don't learn from from having bad friends and you don't get better friends, you're gonna reap the consequences. If you don't learn from making the wrong decisions, You're going to reap the consequences. If you don't, like, trust God and trust these amazing leaders that are in front of you because they've lived life that's beyond you, you're going to reap the consequences. And that's not to scare you. It's just why? Like, why? And, you know, the Bible talks about how you drink from wells that have already been dug. Why would you take a spoon and try to get some water out of the ground? You guys have, like, some deserty things out there. I've seen it. Why would you try to dig a well? And your leaders and the people that love you in your life are over here like, I've got a geyser. And you're like, I'm fine. I'll figure it out on my own. Like drink from the wells that have already been dug. Don't say, well, this is my life. You don't get it. Trust me. It might sound different and in some different language, but they do. I've learned that my parents are actually really smart. Now I actually ask them for help because I realize they've lived more than me. They know more than me. Like, I don't know where I like started off where I was like, my parents are my superheroes. And then I was like, my parents are dumb. And then I'm like, now I'm like, wow, they're so smart. I don't think I can live up to that. I promise you, if you haven't hit that place yet, guys, you will, you'll be like me going, I remember when this lady came and she told me and she was right. Most of us are just like, I want to go shopping and buy my new clothes, but we don't even have a job. We don't even understand how money works. Your parents know what's happening. They know what's going on. I need to get off that. So 12 things to stop. I'm going to go quick on these. 12 things to stop, and then I'm going to tell you a story. Stop living in the past. Stop settling for less. Stop trying to make everybody happy. Stop comparing yourself to others. Stop making excuses. Stop relying on what you can see. Stop allowing your emotions to lead you. Stop trying to change things you cannot change. Stop giving the enemy power. Stop holding back. Stop trying to do things your way. Stop accepting it is what it is. So I'm going to go into just a few of these really quick stop making excuses. I've already talked about that today. But you know what happens whenever we have these excuses? We tend to start withholding, and we put up walls. And if we've been hurt, we decide no one's ever going to hurt me again. Like, I decided somewhere in my life no one's ever going to reject me again. And that thought process only led me to get rejected more. It's weird. Because I lived... In that worry, I lived in that excuse of well, no one's ever going to love me because I've never been loved, but then I had this weird other side where I was like, no one's ever going to hurt me. It's a weird dynamic. I said what I didn't want, but I never said what I did want. Therefore, I only got what I didn't want. You know, the enemy wants you to get disappointed. He wants you to get dissatisfied with your life, and he wants you to shape your decisions based on dissatisfaction. He wants you to get upset and live your life upset. Your life will follow the direction of your internal conversation. Whatever you talk about up here with yourself, like you're talking to yourself right now, and you've been doing it this whole time while I'm talking, more than what I'm saying. You just, you're going. You're thinking like, what should I wear tomorrow? Oh, I'm hungry. Like you're you're having all these thoughts, right? But whatever you think about the most is what's going to lead your life. You know, I think this is interesting because passion actually means to suffer. A lot of you guys are passionate about things and maybe it hasn't worked out for you and maybe it's not working out yet. I have good news. You have your whole life. And looking at Jesus, he went through a lot of suffering. He went through a lot of rejection. He went through a lot of betrayal before we were able to see him as Jesus who was raised from the dead. We like to look at the highlight reel, we like to look at what it, it what it can be, not what it is, and we get frustrated with our life when we look at that blogger, or we look at that person, or we look at them, and we think, well, I don't have that. You don't know what it took to get there, and I promise you, it doesn't look as good as it, what it looks like, or it's not as good as what it looks like. God never, ever ends on a negative, and I have good news. If your life doesn't look good right now, if you're not liking how things feel right now, if you're not liking what's going on inside of you, God's not done yet. Stop it. Stop believing the lies and giving yourself an excuse to not be your best. Stop, stop believing that you're not worth it. Stop believing that you're not exactly how God created you to be. That you're not exactly who God created you to be. You're powerful. And like I said when I started, the enemy is in trouble with this room, with this generation. You know why he wants to get you so down? Because he knows that you're more powerful than him. I have a message that I'm going to share with you guys later on in the conference tomorrow. And it talks about how the enemy is intimidated by you. I have a shirt, I have some shirts and some product out in the lobby and one of them says, stronger than the devil. You're stronger than the devil. And he's afraid that if you find that out, if you don't stop seeing your life how he wants you to see it, if you don't stop believing the lies, if you don't stop yourself from getting where God wants you to be, he's afraid because you'll win every time because you've got God on your side. You will win every single time. And here's here's a trick that I want to show you here. The Bible is true, and the Bible gives us insight to know that the battle's already won. So you might be struggling right now and it might not look like you're winning. But if you stop what you need to stop, God will help you start what you need to start. And you're gonna win. It might not, I have to tell you, it might, it might not happen in all the ways you want it to happen. And it might not happen in the timing that you want it to happen. But God is faithful. And he, he will always be with you. It says in the Bible that he goes before you, that he's behind you, that he's on either side. And it says he goes into the battle and wins it before you even get there. But sometimes we walk into our house and we're like, we walk into our classroom and we're like, we walk into church and we're like, and God's sitting there going, we're we're winning, we're winning. And you think you're a victim. You think you're defeated because you've been through this and because you're going through this and because this is really real. Let me tell you something. No problem is more real than God. No problem is more powerful than God. No issue that you face is stronger than who he is. I'll get into some of my story tomorrow and and you'll get to know me more, but I wanna let you know, when I was about 12 I was sexually abused by somebody I didn't even know. And I thought to myself, no one is ever gonna love me. I thought to myself, no one's ever gonna choose me. When they find out that I'm not like perfect, they're not gonna want me. And the enemy used that in my head for years, so what did I keep choosing? Dumb guys who were gonna fulfill the prophecy of rejection in my life. Because I was walking around like this, I wasn't walking around with my head held high, knowing who my God is and knowing that I've already won. So I've come here to tell you, I'm learning in my life to stop what the enemy's trying to do so that I can start where God's trying to take me. Yes, God wants to know what you're going through, but guess what? He already knows. You might need to get help and you might need to tell somebody what you're going through. And that's really important because the enemy wants to isolate you. He wants to make you feel like you're the only one, and that's what he did with me. But I wanna get your focus tonight not on that excuse, not on that issue, I wanna get your focus tonight on the fact that you're a winner. All you have to do is decide to win. Don't walk around with your head down, because guess what, your body and your brain responds to your, your body posture, it really does. If you walk around hunched over, that's gonna happen in here. If you walk around with your shoulders, back your head up, even when you don't feel like it and you're smiling, guess what that releases dopamine, which is the happy drug in your brain that tells you you're happy. If you're feeling a little bit depressed and I've been there, start smiling because my brain just went on fire at that point. Let's win tonight. I'm gonna do something that's a little bit different than maybe you've ever done before. And sometimes people get nervous in scenarios like this, but I'm standing right here in front of you going to do the exact same thing that you're going to do tonight because I need to stop it. I need to stop some things in my life. And if you're here tonight and you go, I need to stop it, whatever that is for you, this could be like literally anything. If you know that there's something you need to stop and you're going to take a stand against the enemy and go, I know who I am. And I'm not going to let this continue. I just want you to stand. I'm not going to count, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray for you. And guess what? This is between you and God, and this is a a room of people that believe in you. This is a room of people that love you and that want to encourage you, that want to help you along the way. This is not to point you out, to be like, oh, did you see Sam? He stood up. He must be really jacked up. No. This is you being bold enough to say, I want what God wants for my life, and I'm going to win. No one needs to know your stuff. No one needs to know what what you stood for. God knows. And guess what? You changing your position in this room changes your position in the supernatural. And the enemy cannot do anything about it. So tonight I'm already standing. I'm not going to count. Like I said, I just want you to start standing up. If you need to stop it, I want you to start standing up all over this room. And I want you to do something that may be a little bit weird for you, but I like doing things in action because God responds to action. You see, you want to know why he responds to action? God knows what's in here, but the enemy doesn't. God knows what's in here, but the enemy doesn't, but you know what the enemy does know? He knows what you act on, and what you act on, God can release power into. You got to give him something to work with. So right now, you're already standing, and all I want you to do is I want you to open up your hands like this, just like you're receiving, because if I was like, hey, here's a thousand dollars, you wouldn't be like, you'd be like, oh, okay, give it to me. <laughs> This is more important than that. So I want you to open up your hands because God's about to do something. And I want you to focus in. I want you to look at your hand and I want you to imagine that thing that you need to stop. Maybe it's a lot of things. For me, it is. And I want you to literally just go, stop it. Now, God, I thank you for every single student, for every single adult that's in this room. God, I thank you for meeting us right where we're at tonight. I thank you that you see us, that you love us, that you created us. And no plans of the enemy can ever win. God, I speak against any generational curses. I speak against anything that the enemy has told them that's a lie. Anything that he's twisted to make them believe something. Other than the fact that they're more powerful than he could ever be. God, I speak strength into them. I speak hope into them, I speak light and joy. God, I thank you that in your word it says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Joy doesn't mean happiness, it's a gift that you give us, and we receive that tonight. God, we receive your joy. God, I thank you that even though something might look difficult right now, God, even though something might be so real right now in our lives, we receive what you have for us over what we're holding on to. and God, our hands are open because we don't want to hold on to those things anymore because we want what you have. We want what you want to say. We want what you want to do in our life. God, no longer can the enemy win. Satan, you will not get one more day from these people standing. God, I just speak that you're going to bring angels and you're going to bring people alongside of them to encourage them along the way. And God, you're going to get the glory. And God, they're going to pave the way in this generation. And your kingdom is going to be built like never before. And God, we thank you that when these things come into their life, when these things come into their mind, they're gonna remember this message and they're gonna tell themselves, stop it. Because they have the power to change it, they have the power to overcome it, and they have the power to win. And we're winning right now. We're walking into victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Love Fiercely podcast. I would love for you to subscribe to personally receive weekly encouragement. Also, check out my blog at keelacraftambrose.com for monthly content. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at keelacraftambrose.